Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you sent a death threat over Star Wars, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Saturday, November 28th, 2015. Was without a doubt. The worst episode ever. Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Edition of the show where we talk about the passion of the nerds. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you this week by 1983, the year your childhood died. 1983, we killed everything good and decent in the world. We showed you the last episode of MASH. We made Phil Collins release Hello, I Must Be Going. And our Cabbage Patch Kids taught you that Santa Claus might be a magical being... But even he can't get you one for Christmas. That our George Lucas drop Muppets into your Star Wars. 1983, we gave you Nintendo and took everything you love in exchange. If you would like to sponsor the show, why don't you just ask George Lucas to kick you right in the crotch? I mean, it's going to feel exactly the same. I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I have never had any interest in watching space nerds poke each other with their little space nerd sticks, and I'm not going to start now. You people are crazy. You Star Wars people are crazy. Yesterday I tweeted something, and all I said was that I wasn't familiar with Star Wars because I've been too busy liking cool things and being attractive. Uh-huh, yes. Um, people threatened my life. <laughs> You well, maybe it's that, it. you know, so maybe not, you're not really trying to like, you're not branding yourself in a way that's going to make me want to join your little life threatening club. Yeah. Did they threaten your life or did they threaten to they poke you with their nerd die. sticks? <laughs> okay. First of all, really? I was too busy being into cool things and being attractive. I think I can speak for the entire office. What I tell you? Go fuck yourself. Now that I have that out of the way, that cute little clip in the, after the opener was played from some Fox News bowel movement a few days ago, and it's hardly breaking news. It's just that I only saw it this weekend, and I'd like to thank Facebook for finding these little things and dropping them in my news feed like a cat dropping a dead roach on my bed. I probably wouldn't have today's show or, well, any show if it weren't for these little things that came across, so please direct all your complaints directly to Mark Zuckerberg. Now, that a Fox News blonde, which is one of the more scathing insults I can think of to tell someone, God, Bob, what are you, some sort of Fox News blonde? This is awful work. That someone like that should tar nerds with her epithets is not really surprising. I mean, I've heard that sort of slam since the 80s, and all it really did for me was it engender a deep affection for quirky, nerdy girls who like books, poetry, and the color black. And I long ago outgrew the adolescent outrage over any woman who decides to exercise her agency vis-a-vis finding me suitable or not suitable to date or mate. But when I hear little pearls of wisdom like that, I too can feel the nerd rage. Work your game if you ain't work! This is bullshit! This is bullshit! I paid money, cash money, dollar pie, cash money! Fuck! Ah!
But nerd rage is not the same as lobbing death threats against someone for saying something that hurt your precious feelings about what, and we have to be honest here, is at best a mediocre movie franchise whose primary purpose in the universe is to sell toys. Kill him. Sorry, someone had to say it. It's just, you're threatening to murder someone because she, oh, and trust me here, the operative word is she, dared say something stupid and or inflammatory about something you find appealing. It was on Fox fucking news. Their entire raison d'etre is stupid and inflammatory. And if we went around killing people on Fox for saying asinine and offensive things, the entire network would be off the air in about 12 fucking minutes. Now, Catherine Temp says her comments were meant as a joke, but also she won't apologize for making the joke because... Political correctness run amok. Which is, of course, conservative speak for I've said something incredibly offensive and now I can't believe that you're offended by it. But you know what? That's fine. I don't think every bad joke deserves an apology. Because sometimes people are just assholes. Plus, Tim wasn't joking. Okay, she was joking in the same way I'm joking when I say that Fox News blondes are professionally dumb. You know, not joking in the least. None of this changes the real problem, which is how men deal with women in their little worlds. And for decades, nerddom has been the kingdom of men. A safe place where a man could play our little games without the threat of icky girls coming in and giving us cooties. And even when a woman does manage to cross the threshold of our guy scrapers, we tend to inflict the labors of Hercules on her just to see if she can take it. Come on, guys. Just because girls aren't allowed in the guy scraper doesn't mean Chelsea can't be here. Yes, it does. Oh. Well, okay. Let's give her a shot. Really? Yeah, let's see how much growth she can take. Yeah. 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 I personally witnessed men amongst our brothers perform acts of such profound disgustingness that I did not think they could be performed on a living human. Honestly, Eddie Turvin, why would you do that with a cookie? They're not supposed to go in there, dude. Why? But this all pales in comparison to the kind of behavior that arises when men are seeking a way to frighten a woman away from their little social group. There's not an orifice, odor, fluid, or emission too foul for a pubescent boy to embrace when preserving the monogender space he craves. What's so incredibly odd is that the ringleaders of these little deviances from their social norms are also the same guys who later make prolific use of homophobic slurs, all the while suggesting that a really cool thing we could do is for us all to jerk off on a cracker and then make Joey eat it. He will then insist everyone jerk off together because... It's the only way to be sure. I'm not sure if Eddie Turvin ever found himself as the gay man he truly is or is now just really big in Republican politics. And while this kind of behavior is endemic to all the XYs out there, everyone knows that sports is the last real remaining boys club. Well, aside from being a corporate CEO, anything to do with the STEM fields and late night talk show hosting. But I'm, I'm not sure that the social misfit class is not the worst transgressors of the entire lot. There's something about acute social ostracizing during middle school that turns nerds into such misogynistic douchebags. And and it really does. Trust me, I know from nerds. I mean, all of you Star Wars fans out there, you people are so fucking bandwagon. I was watching Space 1999 while you were still playing with linking logs in the toilet bowl. 
Well, if you were busy reading Richard Scarry, I was reading James Blish and DC Fontana Star Trek novels. I still have my first edition Star Trek technical manual from which I cut actual size cardboard phasers and charged around my first grade playground before you ever thought about hearing a lightsaber swish. So don't come to me who played Dungeons and Dragons before people thought it was satanic and tell me how to nerd. Are you God? Why are you screaming? What, you are required to answer yes, no. Are you God? Yes, and I will tell you why. When someone asks you if you're a God, you say yes. So none of you losers out there are anything special because your mom bought you an Xbox. Come to me when you were the first kid on your block to have a power glove, and maybe I will listen to your wisdom on why women shouldn't be a part of our nerd culture. And really, this crap with threatening to kill and rape women, that is all you online fucks. Because thanks to the internet, you never once have to leave your house where you might accidentally meet a live woman who didn't push you out of her vagina. My best friend got into comics recently in a big way. She knows more shit about collecting, grading, storing, bidding, and cataloging comics than any other three comic book geeks. And she loaded a lifetime's worth of nerd knowledge into her brain in under a year. What's wrong with you, man? Are you, like, autistic or something? Are you autistic? Are you sick in the head? Sick in the head might be a little harsh, but she probably falls somewhere on the spectrum. But none of that changes the truth that when we walk into a comic book store, the staff will 99 times out of 100 talk to me rather than her. And you want to know what I know about comic books? That the song Sugar Sugar was actually really a good song. The Riverdale Carnival presents The Archie. Okay, everybody, here we go with our new hit record, Sugar Sugar! Because I still cling to my childhood nerd prejudice that comic books are books for kids who just couldn't read very well. Motherfucker, I'll kill you. I'll just enjoy it better. For most of us, it's it's an over-knee-jerk reaction. It's like wincing and trying to make yourself small when anyone in a letterman jacket walks by. You just never know when they might strike. And yes, every male nerd has had that one girl that wrecked them when they were a kid. You developed a crush on her, and when she, you tried to tell her, she just destroyed you. I just wanted you to like me, Shannon. I bought you that mirror so that you could see how beautiful you were, too. Boy, that's just sad. So maybe you're still carrying around some issues from that, or maybe it's that you're still just scared of girls. I mean, I get it. Girl, girls are scary. They've got that whole, you know, that thing. The, the thing, obviously, about vagina dentata is, is the fear related to the sh sexual organs, and um, that is why it seems so taboo. <laughs> You know, it's not a real thing, right? I don't care if you saw that video. It's not real. It's ironic to me that a group of people most likely to be shoved in a locker with our undergarments wedged so far up our ass crack so that we could take the, taste the fruit on our looms has devolved into some of the most destructive and vicious bullies on the Internet. 
People who once yearned to be accepted now circle like a pack of angry jocks over a dropped book bag full of monster manuals because someone dared not like something they liked. Fuck, am I the only one remembers, who remembers what it was like to have some no-neck gym coach spew spittle in my face when I dared to reply that I didn't really think football was all that great? Now, when someone utters the tiniest, construable thing as less than complimentary about your favorite nerd thing, they get death threats? Great job, nerds. Great job. You're now the jocks, and the women are the dweebs. And it would be bad enough if you were just sticking Hydrox up your ass trying to freak out the women, but you gotta threaten to kill someone because they hurt your feelings about a game or a movie or wrote a book with the woman as the protagonist. Or threaten to rape someone over an article they wrote insinuating that maybe women should be allowed to like or dislike some of the things you like or dislike. This is not how you deal with being challenged by someone. This is not why the internet was created. Al Gore is... I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. He didn't give us the internet so we could use it this way. Well, you know what? I think it's. I think we've just come to that time that we play Hard Truth with your host, Dave Bledsoe. Boys, and you are boys, not men. There's a reason why women don't like you. And it's not because you spend your evenings pretending to kill each other on televisions. Well, okay, that is part of it. But it's because you're still the same pathetic, whiny 13-year-old with a Hydrox wedged in your ass cheeks. You continue to act as though the way to make her notice you is by insulting, degrading, and threatening her the same way you did back on the playground when she asked if someone else could play Princess Leia. What the fuck, Timmy? Just let her be the Wookiee? You have no idea if Chewie was a male or a female. How are we supposed to keep up with what is considered canon? Come to think of it, what even makes something canon? And you know this is the case, and it makes you act even worse. And what is even more offensive is that we're talking about games, or comic books, or movies. This shit does not matter. If you are over the age of 13 and are remotely concerned with a children's toy in any meaningful way, you are just pathetic. And this is coming from a guy who is obsessed with 80s role-playing games and has a wall full of books. But if someone tells me that Chaosium's basic role-playing Call of Cthulhu is clearly inferior to Watsy's D20 version, you know what? I'm gonna call them crazy because they are and only a mentally challenged person would think that, but I would never threaten to climb in their window and slit their throats. And you do not get to threaten to rape anyone ever, much less because she wrote an article which said things about call of whatever the fuck you gamer dweebs are playing online this week. Face it, fanboy, you should cling to anything that gets a real woman to talk to you for any other reason other than four ninety-five a minute. Looking the way you looked and acting the way you act, you should be on your knees counting your blessings that there are women out there who share your passions and then embrace the women in every legal and consensual way they will allow. Because that fedora thing and that thing you call a beard, it's not working for you. You got your ass kicked in school. You know what? We all did. But that doesn't give you special license to be a dick once you turn old enough to legally purchase your Zimas. Did he just say Zimas? Forget it, he's rolling. No, you didn't. You, sir, have a special duty to rise above it. To include anyone who wants to share your passion for the obscure, 
for the lame, for the strange, anyone who is willing to discuss the minutia of Tolkien, who knows the difference between a D20 and a D12, and when you're supposed to use them, someone who also thinks that men running around in tights and jumping off buildings in the dark is not at all silly or strange, someone who believes with all their heart that not only is football boring, but those guys who play it, they're not so special and most of them can barely even read, someone who understands why watching a movie 373 times brings a deeper insight into the motivations of the creator and knows that Jar Jar Binks is the devil fucking incarnate. Why would you turn them away just because they possess a different set of genitals than you, or their skin tone is darker, or they like to dress like Princess Leia in a slave costume even though they're a dude? If there's one thing we should have learned from every sneering jock and eye-rolling cheerleader is that being different, being weird is something we embraced because it made us who we are. And they cannot take it away from us. So be the better man. Be a better person. Give up your fears because fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Did not one of you listen to Master Yoda when he was trying to teach you simple bastards this? You saw the movie 373 times! You know what? Look for that when you do 374. That is it for our show this week. We like to thank the band Hypnostate for their music in the opening credits. You can find them on Jamindo.com. You know where else you can find them? Playing Magic the Gathering. Those guys slap a card like nobody's business. You can find this show on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your card cards from. We are between What the Hell is That Monster and How Can We Kill It? and Where Are They Now? A geriatric X-Men expose. While you're there, subscribe, rate, review, and purchase our new collectible figures. I'm not sure why you have this toy lying right here. It's not a toy. It's a collectible. If you would like to issue us a death threat, you can find the show at what at the hell underscore podcast on Twitter or the show name on Facebook. You can find all of the shows at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. But if you are going to threaten us, I just want you to know that we have a ring of protection and a vorpal weapon, and we are not afraid to use them. For me, Dave Bledsoe, and all the other fictional nerds in my gaming table, we'd like to remind you that you can bring on your goblin hordes, your band of orcs, your hulking zombies and kabolds. There ain't no knoll or trolls gonna slow us down. Oh no. We're going to skip ahead a few lines in the song to try and let it catch up because we have to for legal reasons and say that our dodecalicious is ever vicious and we roll the die of 20 sides. We'll cleave your ass in twain because we roll 20s like a 69 Impala and want you to listen to Dungeon Hustle from the band Mississippi Bones because it's fucking amazing. We'll see you guys next week.
Seltzer Kings podcasts.